We did it! We won! Jared Ross King, you are the winner of our Fantasy League. And I helped you do it through this podcast. How excited are you? It's not over yet. Don't play these trumpets yet. What, what? is happening? What do you mean? I thought you won. Until next Sunday. Oh. I can't I can't just declare you the winner? I mean, I, I would very much like to be, and I think the odds are very much in my favor right now. But I've also seen weird shit happen. I don't want to I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch. Is that the saying? Count your chickens do- before they hatch. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to do it yet. But you're like 400 points up on, on last week's guest, uh, Professor John. Yeah, but I also, I also, a couple weeks ago, or no, I guess like a month ago now, I gained 700 points on him in one week. I can't put it out of the realm of possibility. He does something similar to me. You're listening to Jared and Jared Supermax, uh, a show Ooh. in which both Jareds have won this fantasy league. I'm just going to say, declare it now and not put any pressure on you. Uh, we, this is a show where we talk about fantasy basketball through the lens of the salary cap, uh, real salaries, real players, real numbers. And um, the whole season, we have been trying to get you to win because you nailed the draft and I didn't. And now we're just going to get it out there. I, I think you got this wrapped up. I think this is a Falcons Super Bowl win. There's no way the other team could come back. You, you, you just jinxed it. What are you doing? You just. I'm giving I'm us the official sports ethos seal of approval. Big winner. I'm up 28 to 3 in the third quarter. I don't want to talk about uh, anything until it's wrapped up. If I'm, up, if I'm up 400 points next Sunday, I think we can start talking. But it's, oh, it's still too close right now. We're about even, John and I. John and I are about even in games played. But if I have like a couple injuries, I mean, he could just take off and, and catch me. There's, there's a world in which it happens. I can't. After today, there are six days left of basketball. There's no NBA basketball tomorrow with the, uh, with the NCAA Men's Championship game between Kansas and, uh, and North Carolina going on. Um, so there's no games tomorrow. There's games Tuesday through Sunday, and that's it. So, if I mean, he really only has to make up like 80 points a day, which sounds like a ton, but can easily be done. So I'm not, I'm not ready to declare myself a winner yet. So, a bit of context for the listener. I, I'm going to try to use as much context as possible, humanly possible, when we talk about yeah, yeah. our personal league and our personal lives. Today is April 3rd, 2022, a Sunday. In one week will be the 10th, the final day of the regular season for the NBA. Mm-hmm. We are in a uh, total point season long kind of thing where the most points accrued at the end of the season wins. You are currently 400 points up on Professor John, who has been on this mm-hmm. podcast several times, our college professor. And um, you have basically the same number of games played, even though you have like 65 like fewer moves throughout the season, which shows like how good you were at drafting and, and staying consistently good and not burning through your games played. Um, 
he's had some major injuries happen to him. And if you're still just going tit for tat with moves, I just don't see a way he can, he can gain that much and beat you. If you're also consistently having a fielding a good team. Yeah, I think, I mean, we talk about injuries. Definitely. I've been lucky in that regard. The only key, the only injury to one of my key guys that I have was John Morant. And at this point I had to, I had to let him go, which really hurt because uh, John Morant has become one of my favorite players in the NBA. Um, and he's done great for me this season. But aside from that, um, you know, Miles Bridges, I hit on him uh, in the fifth round, I think it was. Um, and I think one of the people in our league was like, that's a reach. That's a reach. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't think it is. Um, LaMelo, another Hornet, has been huge for me. Brandon Clark has been on and off my roster, but now he's kind of a fixture. He's making, what, $2.5 million, I think. Um, Jordan Poole's been a key player of late. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, the big the big money maker as far as like who's taking up the most money on my cap has been uh, Jason Tatum, but he's been worth every single game I've had him. So, I mean, I, I I am not ready to declare myself the winner yet. If I'm in this position next Sunday, the exact same position, then maybe. But we're gonna know right who, now, who, can't, who can't wins quite yet. the next the next podcast the next time we record. I will say that oh, you have sure. Bones, Highland, Jordan Poole. Robert Covington, who are all pretty hot right now. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein, who's also very good. You have Alec Burks, who's been like the starting point guard for the Knicks, which is nuts um, since we have yeah. no point guards on our roster pretty much other than maybe Grimes. Everyone else is like a shooting guard. Um, you're streaming some dudes like Chris Middleton, who didn't really do that well tonight, but that's no, fine. You can well drop today, him. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton's resting, so he's on your IR. Uh, you're riding Laurie Marketing, and you need to get rid of Bismack Biombo, who is, well, I, I, I picked him up. I picked him up just for today because Aiden was out. He's doing nothing. He did nothing right. a few days ago against Golden State. He did nothing against Denver. Like, nah. Right, but but also in those games, Aiden was starting. Aiden's not playing at all today, so that's why I was like, ah, I'll take a flyer on Biombo to see if I get some points out of him. Bismack Biombo cannot play basketball, so you should not touch him. Oh, Kyrie the magic, Irving. The Magic gave him like what a three-year sixty something million dollar deal back in 2016 during oh, that it was spike, and I was like what are we doing and you know it went about as well as you'd expect it was him and Evan Fournier and like there was like a, like Tyler Johnson there was like a few players it was just like why are they making so much what yeah well, yeah why is Kyrie Irving on the waiver wire is he not playing for the rest of the season uh no he is uh I have had him for four of his last five starts and he's been abysmal for those games. What? So I'm not like you look at it and you're like, Oh, he got, he got 27 points, but he was like four of 19 shooting or not four of 19, but like, you know, 11 of, of 24 or 26 shooting some ridiculous bad number. He's got multiple t- turnovers. The numbers are not as good as they look there. Um, okay. He just I, hasn't I, been yeah. Good of late. In March, he, he was scorching hot. And then in late, late March, early April, he's been playing like 40 plus minutes. But yeah, his, his, like the efficiency is not there. There's a ton of like turnovers. Last, last night, the Nets were here in Atlanta and Durant went <sighs> off. And the guy in our league had Durant, who has Durant, had him on the bench, um, which is crazy because in our league, there are no actual 
Like you, 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 your roster should be filled out with all starters. And yeah, there's no bench IR. spot. You start everyone no on your team. Spot. Yeah, but he he found a way to say, "No, nah, I'm going to bench Kevin Durant because because he um, added so him, he didn't put him into a utility slot." Yeah, yeah. Well, I would have added him, put him in. Um, Durant went off, and Irving was like Irving was, and every other net just couldn't make a shot. They were awful, and the Hawks ended up winning that game when they shouldn't have. Because it was Kevin Durant or bust for Brooklyn last night. So, I mean, it's been that for the last few games, too, where Kyrie Irving's like, I mean, he's not getting no points. He's doing something. Like, if these numbers were what, you know, Markel Fultz was putting up, you'd be very happy about it. But this is Kyrie Irving. So, it's it's been rough for him. I think you should add him because he plays back-to-back April 5th and 6th against Houston and the Knicks. Uh-huh. Oh, there's going to be moves tomorrow. Don't worry, because tomorrow I have time to think about what's going to happen for the rest of the week because nothing is going on as far as the NBA is concerned tomorrow. Yeah, you should be loading up on guys playing four games, not three. Um, he should definitely be on your roster if you, can, if you can fit him just because the Nets are desperate. If Anthony Davis is healthy, they also the Lakers play uh, four games, and they need to win. Uh, CJ McCollum plays four games. He, he needs to win. So, like, there are dudes – I mean – Oh, Vooch is on the waiver wire. What happened to Vooch? Yeah. Yeah, he should be owned. Um, James Harden's too much money. I've got got a plan, Mr. Miyagi. Don't worry about it. Why is Montrez Harrell on the waiver wire? Oh, what happened? Oh, wow. He did not play well yesterday. Really dipped in in Charlotte. My God. He was playing, like, very well there. Like, starting center worthy, like, in a fantasy league for – about a month, I want to say in like February, and then this past month it's just kind of like dropped off. Yeah, I think PJ Washington is like doing better than him in Charlotte as they're sort of like de facto oh, stretch five. Um, yeah, Professor John had to drop Evan Mobley. Uh, I think he's probably done for the year. Um, I had to drop Robert Williams the third. He's done for the year. Jared Allen had to be dropped by Professor John. So just a, like a, a a furious frenzy of people being dropped because they're probably just like done for the season. Like. I have suspicions that both rookie Franz Wagner and Cade Cunningham are done because there's no reason to yeah. play those young guys on those teams for like the two, three, four games left. So like it's getting yeah, Franz, to the point where, yeah. Franz sprained his ankle on, I think it was Friday night, maybe it was last night, um, in the first minute of the game. So he ended up recording zero minutes because it was literally like 15 seconds into the game that he sprained his ankle. Uh, Scotty Barnes fell on him. And, uh, I'm pretty sure he's done for the year. Uh, Cade, like you said, probably done for the year as well. There's no reason to play these guys. Um, so for the last week, it's just finding the guys who are either the stars, the Kyrie Irvings, Nikola Vucevic's who are uh, are available or going out and just finding some fillers for the last, uh, for the last few games. Uh, in ESPN Standard, both Cade and Cole Anthony have exited their uh, most recent games with negative points. I, I think I'm going to have to recommend that people drop everyone we just mentioned. Like if you have a really young guy on a bad roster who wants to lose, like the moment something happens to anyone on the Rockets, like just get rid of them. Cause there's really no point in finding out. Uh, Cause some of these games are just straight up tankathons. So yeah. In, in my other league, my ESPN standard league, where it's just like strictly points and it's more of like a 
a place to do experiments and and whatnot for the podcast. Um, there's going to be a lot of, of, of a lot of people in my roster who are, who are being dropped since most of my roster are, are young guys who I couldn't get in in our salary cap league. Um, so I'm playing the waiver wire, yeah. looking at those Portland kids who are helping out win uh, a lot of leagues. Shout out to Shundo, who on Twitter has been uh, seeking advice from us, who listens every week. Thank you for listening. Uh, him grabbing up those Portland Trailblazers early and, and getting some. Uh, we've been discussing in a private DM. It's about like who to pick up on on Detroit and who to trust in in LA on the Clippers. Uh, he might end up winning his championship as well. So uh, if you nice. listen to the show, you might win, just like Jared Ross King, who I've now cursed. I haven't <laughs> won yet. Um, no, I, so here's a question for you that I've been thinking about when it comes it. to uh, this last week of the season. LeBron James, one of the highest uh, salary guys in the league. But the Lakers are in desperation mode trying to make the playoffs and trying to make the play-in tournament. Um, but right now, if the season is today, they're out. Do you think he's a good pickup because he's going to be going 100% or 110% the rest of the way? I mean, he did sit out today, so there is a chance he sits out more games. But I think he's going to try to – he's not going to want to miss the chance of the playoffs. This is going to sound very bizarre, but trying to ride LeBron James is maybe the highest risk, highest reward thing you could do in a salary cap league because he makes so much money. I have no idea what the Lakers situation will be. I don't know if the word's going to come down that like AD's done and they shouldn't be making a playoff push. Like I just, I have no idea like what... (laughs) That is such a hard call. I really don't want to be in a position to tell people to pick him up. If you're desperate, go for it. Like if you think you're you're going to lose in the next week, I would say like why not? I think if you're in the lead, I think you there are other better options to use that money on, and you would feel better and safer about it than like him rolling his ankle or him like not wanting to like go for like the the oh I didn't qualify for enough games for the scoring what you know leader and like. I don't know. I just, right. something about that just weirds me out. That's fair. That's perfectly fair. Um, here's a guy that I kind of looked at, thought about. I don't think I'm actually going to pull the trigger on him though. Um, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I kind of like the core that I've put together. Um, I mean, it's got me this far and, and just to, for a refresher for anybody who doesn't, no, the five guys were John Morant that I've had since the draft in October were John Morant, Miles Bridges, LaMelo Ball, Jason Tatum, DeAndre Ayton, and then, you know, other guys like Jordan Poole have come along uh, and kind of become uh, fixtures on my roster. But, yeah, I mean, I was wondering about maybe adding LeBron in there because I have enough salary cap space, but uh, you make a lot of good points. So maybe I'm staying away from him for this last week. I'm looking at the most added players, like people who are like clearly being streamed. Isaiah Roby is like number one. Yeah, that makes sense. Damn. He's killing it. Good for him. Oh, Moses Brown's getting some love. He's on Cleveland. Woo! Moses Brown went off last night, I believe it was. He's, I mean, he's Brown. playing a lot of minutes with with uh, both Jared Allen already out and Evan Mobley now out. 
he's getting some good minutes. Uh, tonight, they played Philly. He only had nine points in 20 minutes and 12 rebounds. But, you know, uh, last night against the Knicks, 16 points, three rebounds, 13 rebounds, excuse me, and one block. So in 30 minutes. So he's, you know, I mean, he was a guy that when we talked about the beginning of the season, who are your sleepers, who are the guys you want to target? Moses Brown, I think, was on everybody's list because he got traded to ended up on uh, on Dallas Boston? in the offseason. No, it no, was Boston and was. then Dallas. Right, right. So he was was, but he ended up he was beginning of the season. He was on Dallas, so it was a kind of a situation where they're like, hey, maybe we're going to see him get some playing time here, and he was getting nothing. And then this last couple of weeks in Cleveland, he started to get minutes again and and put up points, and he's currently on. Professor John Seaman, I'm hoping he doesn't do super well. I'm just okay because I don't want him to catch me. It's uh, it's pretty eye-opening looking at some of the people who are the most added. Um, Davion Mitchell, uh, Portland's Drew Eubanks, and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Brandon Williams. Uh, a lot of Nick guys like Quickly and, and Burks. Uh, Paul George, for some reason, was dropped in a few leagues and people have been adding him. Theo Melodon on OKC. Uh, Damian Jones in Sacramento. Uh, D'Anthony Melton filling in for Ja. Um, as for mentioned, Moses Brown. Uh, it's just so funny to see some of these names. Poku, uh, DiVincenzo, uh, Obi Toppin. Dude, it is sickening to see like Obi Toppin start to go off because every time I look at him, I just think you could have been Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Trey Lyles, Markel Fultz, Nick Claxton. So those are, those are the names. Chris Paul has been added in, in a bunch of leagues too. People were dropping him. I, I've had, yeah, I've, been, I've had, I mean, well, Chris Paul was out for what? Uh, he was going to miss the rest of the regular season at one point. And then he just ran back. back. Yeah, like a week or two ago. So, I mean, there was a point where it was like, hey, he's going to be back for the playoffs, hopefully. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, he's back with three weeks to go. Wild stuff. Um, you brought up an interesting point. We're going to segue. You had listened to last week's show, which you missed because you were moving, and had said that you were thinking there was a guy who was – a borderline top 10 pick for next year that we didn't really talk about or yeah. mention who could be like a like a top three candidate depending on what happens in the offseason and funny enough oh go ahead funny enough i'm looking at my preliminary rankings and he's in my top 10 at number 10 and his teammate carl anthony towns is like three or four i'm talking about anthony edwards um mm-hmm. you were like why isn't he getting consideration for like guy you should instantly grab in the first round and not think twice about it well i mean for me he'd be like a borderline uh first or second round guy right so he made a jump from last season to this season and i feel like that can happen again he can maybe not make the same jump but he can make a jump again and when you think about salary cap league i think you said 10.7 million is what he's going to be at next year there's not a lot of guys who can give you the production that he's going to give you that are in that salary range or lower. Like, who are we talking about for next season? Like, John Morant would still be able to do that for around the same price. Um, 
maybe Zion if he plays. Uh, there's there's not a ton of guys like who out of this year's rookie class that not 2022 2021 I was well talking up maybe Mobley like nobody else really stood out to me this year as a as a must have uh, rookie for next season. Cunningham and Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley. Uh, Cunningham, I mean Cunningham is hurt all the time, so I don't know about him. Scotty Barnes is is good, but he's not a guy that I'm like, oh, I need to have him in the first two rounds. Uh, okay, so so here's how I'll frame it. Before the draft last year, when we were starting this podcast up, the the bar, which is impossible to me, but the bar was if you're not putting up Luca numbers on a rookie deal, you're not a first round pick. And in my mind, it was very hard for LaMelo Ball and John Morant to take the leap to get to those kind of numbers on their rookie deals. I didn't think it was going to happen so soon. Maybe down the road, of course, but not so soon. And you took them, and they did. I'm trying to find the next guy who's going to take that, like, Miles Bridges, basically the next Miles Bridges, who's going to take that insane leap where you're like, oh, my God, you were putting up numbers. Like, I did not see this coming. And you look at, there's a bunch of candidates of like who could be the next Miles Bridges. And it's probably someone in their contract year. And it's probably someone in this ballpark, like Anthony Edwards, for sure possible. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, possible. The aforementioned Mobley, Barnes, Cunningham, second year. Bain took a big leap, but I like, I mean, he's not going to take another leap to like Luca levels because John Morant did. Darius Garland, maybe. So, like, that's who we're talking about. Like, and then there's like dark horse candidates. Basically, I'm going through like the the rounds of like what's going to happen next next draft. Sadiq Bay's have a lot of pop off games. R.J. Barrett's had a yeah. lot of pop off games. Robert Williams the third was like a defensive anchor for you know a Boston. Uh, maybe they maybe Orlando really builds around Wendell Carter Jr. Maybe Kyle Kuzma. Like, all these dudes are making less than fifteen million. Everyone I just named. Yeah, and just getting to Wendell Carter, he's really taking a leap, right? He he really wasn't a huge factor on those on the Bulls. Um, and since coming to Orlando, he's been arguably their best player. Um, he was part of that um, Busevich trade last year at the deadline. I don't know, man. Franz Wagner's awesome. <laughs> I know he is, and that's that's what that's what I'm saying is like. Wendell Carter, I think, is doing just a bit better than than Franz is. And I also think, you know, we're talking about guys who can make a leap. Jalen Suggs has struggled with injuries this season, and I don't think he's been healthy really at all, 100% the entire year. So I would not be surprised to see, like, I think people are going to undervalue him heading into next year. He can be a guy you end up grabbing, like, the eighth or ninth round. I could end up he being one of your best far. players. I, I think he might. There's going to really be enough people taking stabs at him and Jalen Green, thinking like these, like there's enough talent there, and there was enough like late season, like oh okay, that like a full training camp, a full off season to you know like they're going to get their bearings in a way because like those teams are so invested in those two dudes, particularly the two Jalen's. Um, they're not getting past the sixth round. People are going to snatch them up. I think there's a chance they fall, but 
in a 12 team, regardless. 12, 12 round. Nah, I, I feel like people are going to start to quickly run out of like, you know, cheap names. And they're going to start looking at like these overpriced dudes who are going to end up getting dropped. Like your Chris Middleton's and your Chris Paul's and your Jimmy Butler's and stuff like that. And you're just going to be like, Ugh. And I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of guys from this draft and, and, and this upcoming draft who are just like, you just, you take the lottery tickets because you never know if you're going to get, uh, you know, a Franz Wagner or a Scotty Barnes or a Josh Giddy. No, I'm going to have to draw all that. We're gonna have points. to uh, get the the all rookie podcast dudes from Sports Ethos to uh, to talk over the summer about uh, the draft. That'll be a, a cool cool podcast idea. We can do that. Yeah. We um, do that. So to to cap off this point, I'm looking at our league's numbers and ESPN standard numbers. The difference between Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edward in terms of just average points per game. Carl Anthony Towns is getting you about 10 fantasy points more on average per game. So like 25 versus 35, but the season long numbers, there's like a huge, huge gap between cat and, and ant, which are funny nicknames for the two of them. Cause those are both animals. Um, I still think you would go with Carl Anthony Towns, even though he's being paid three times as much as Anthony Edwards. Like just well, season I, I mean, long, like he's just he's I, too good. And he's too consistent. I mean, I said to you off the pod is that I I think if we're in a standard league, I'm taking Cat every time. But when we start to factor in salary, we start to factor in. I don't think there's a big enough difference for me to want to pay that extra twenty three million, right? Where you can get a guy like like a healthy Malcolm Brogdon costs less than that. Right. So there are guys you can fit in under 23 million that you can get. that are not like definite first round picks that you put those two together, him and Anthony or whoever it is. And uh, Anthony Towns, Carl, I'm sorry, Anthony Edwards. Wow. Why do they both have Anthony in their name? That screws me up. It's very confusing. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. Please change your name. So you get Anthony Edwards and someone else in that in that twenty to twenty two million dollar range. You're paying less than just for Carl Anthony Towns. I think that's something you know you really got to consider as well. You can fit three guys. You get four guys for what you're going to pay for uh, for Cat. Do you want to make a board bet that we're going to put in our salary bible, where I'm going to pop open a tab right now, and I'm going to write in the words. Podcast board bets, and I'll put it to the side so that it doesn't uh, confuse anyone and no one should be in here. And I'm going to say that Carl Anthony Towns, by the end of next season, will be a better value than Anthony Edwards. You're going to go against me? Yeah, I'll go against you. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to type this in. why don't you try to figure out the stakes while I type so it doesn't go into the microphone so the listeners don't have to hear me type? Oh, the stakes? Man. Okay, well, I don't know, man. That's tough. All right, so uh, if... All right, I've typed it in. Okay, cool. So so you're a big Knicks fan. I'm a big Magic fan. Yes. Um, if... It, and and we'll just we'll just keep it simple. Uh, 
if the the loser has to buy the winner's favorite team a shirt of that favorite team and wear it around town all day and it has to take pictures doing it those will be posted online because I don't want to wear any Nick stuff. You don't want to wear any Magic stuff. Yeah, I don't. Wow, that's a good one. That's a okay. All right. You know, if we do more board bets, we'll accumulate the total of like who won the most board bets. Because I'm sure there's going to be more disagreements. We're going to like, you know, by the end of the season. This is good. That's a good this idea. Is good. And we, go, we, have, we have, what, six months till the next season starts? So we have plenty of time to come up with more season-long stuff. Or even we can start yeah. doing week-long stuff. Like, eh. we'll figure stuff out. We'll figure stuff out. I, I definitely am going to pitch the idea. So in our salary uh, Bible, which is essentially listeners, a Microsoft uh, Excel sheet slash Google sheet, where it's all the player salaries and, like, that what the draft was everyone's team with all the numbers so no one goes over and what you know like all the rules and different links to things and lifetime records it's there's a suggestions for next season and i want to incentivize people to try to come in first second third so there's actually more people trying to compete not just for first by giving out different prizes But Wait, what's man. the price for first? What is what is the price for first? I mean, this only really started a few years ago. I usually just kind of get something for whoever wins. Um, ironically, I think I bought myself something because I ended up winning that COVID year um, when we basically transitioned to season-long point total. But I just wanted to, like, because I'm looking at the standings and, like, I wanted to give either you, Professor John, you know, and Bob, Bob had a hell of a year. No one thought Bob was going to do well. And he's, he might end up third, if not um, to Will. Like, just give them something as like a, hey, you kept pushing, even though you weren't going to get to number one, but like, you're going to get that second or third prize. Um, I think that'd be a nice thing to do. Yeah, I think that'd be a good thing to do. A nice party I'll gift. I'll pitch in on that. Um, maybe I'll talk to Dan Vespris. And try to get some uh, some sports ethos stuff because there's a lot of like premium content locked behind paywalls and stuff that people there's like different like subscription models of like things that our our website the ones who employ us uh, offer so maybe maybe there's some some good stuff there because I I know I want to try to get this list that we're putting together of like who should be ranked in what order like our our B150 quote unquote for salary cap leagues behind that premium paywall. Uh, the B-150 is basically how hoopball, now sports ethos, came to be famous was Aaron Bruski, a Sacramento Kings beat reporter. I hope I'm getting the story right. Um, he put together like a monster 150 list ranked from like one to 150 of like who should be drafted in what order and why. And it was so good that the website got built around it. And that's like the annual, like his list comes out, you listen to that list. Now that's for category leagues. I'm not quite sure there's one for points leagues that's as good because most of the people who work for Sports Ethos are categories players or Roto. Um, that's the other thing. We're putting together this list and it's going to be based, based on points. I wonder how many people play 
salary cap leagues who don't do points, but they do categories? Most people I know do head-to-head points. Most people. I mean, there are people who do categories, but... Most people on the internet do categories, though. Really? I think that... This is why fantasy basketball is not as big as football, because they need to come up with, like, one format. Right. No, I agree with that. Preposterous. Ridiculous. I think football is also the the number one sport in America. So I think that's another big reason why that's... That's 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 a big... Yeah. That's fair. And it's only once a week. Mm. I think a lot of people have a heart, and this is just side, complete side tangent. People tend to gravitate towards fantasy football because they set their lineup once a week and they move on. Whereas with ba- basketball, baseball, you're setting your lineups every single day. Hockey. Yeah, this, this is why we, we made our league no bench. So you just draft 12 dudes and you start 12 dudes. And the only management you're do, kind of doing micromanaging is just IR slots, which does help. It makes it easier and more streamlined. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard a good argument against that, like having a bench. Like, I don't know. I just never saw. I, I never saw the need to like every single day. It's such a chore. Like even with baseball, like the bench is even like that big no, I, I think guess. it's four or five people for baseball i think in espn it's standard it's only three like it's just you're really not like i don't know but you're starting like 25 dudes like compared to like basketball or it's like uh, three bench slots i mean that's like a you know like a third or a fourth of your whole roster so that's like a lot of like every single day like you're just i don't know why espn and yahoo and and all fan tracks and all these other places cbs they don't just automatically just just put in you know and then if there's like too many people playing and not enough slots then yeah you have to go in but like if it just automatically knows like oh that guy's starting and he's on the bench we should just pop pop him in just to like stop like people from tanking or like if if people like stop playing like the robots can like auto make them somewhat competitive auto compete yeah they'll never do that because they won't listen to these ideas they won't put salary cap numbers in because they're stupid people who run these sites never makes sense to me never makes sense maybe we should start our own site and just have the we really should salary cap. we salary joked cap about this in college in. when we started this we were like yeah let's let's make a fantasy thing that has you know salary numbers on them um god now i'm just thinking why is it standard for two running backs to be in football fantasy leagues I think those I days know, are over. I, there just needs to be I'll one starting running back. Because and and someone told me once, like, oh, they're trying to emulate the real NFL. And at that time, no one at has that one time, starter. I mean, like a lot of teams use multiple running backs now. That's the way yeah. it is today. But um, back when they first started this, there was a lot of like what they call bell cow backs, which are basically like they take ninety percent of the workload at the position. So they're only really using one guy, but there were still two spots with a with a third for like a running back wide receiver. So I don't know. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you who the starting running back on the Buffalo Bills was. Like I don't know why I have to have two starters. That's stupid to me. 
Like just have like an extra flex, like replace one of the running back slots with a flex for tight ends or Taysom Hill or another receiver. Cause every team has three starting receivers. Basically it's stupid. For Taysom football. Hill. You're dumb. Um, you got anything else? We're basically at the end of the show. I got nothing, man. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not resting until next Sunday. Once I know I've won. You need to get rid of Bismack Biombo like immediately. Yeah, thanks, Dad. I know. Oh, do you want to play Potal? I already, did you play it yet today? No. Okay. I played it already. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull it up. Uh and then and then you get to be the one who uh who does the guessing because I already did it this morning without thinking. So give me one second to pull that up. All right, I'm going to go with my usual traditional standard of picking a conference and picking a point guard and then working my way up the positions because I don't want to start with like a weird forward guard swing dude wing. Like, I no, like just give me like, is he a guard? Is he small or is he big and tall in either West or East? And then I go from there. So I typed in Mike Conley and he's nothing. Literally none of these things are the guy. The mystery player. So that oh, means I'm I, gonna... I was typing it. I was gonna type it in my computer, and you were gonna guess it. No, I'm playing it because I haven't done it. You already know the answer, right? I know the answer, but I'm gonna type it in and read the and read the stuff back to you. No, because it's gonna be on my screen, so you can follow along. Oh my god! So now I'm gonna type in Joel and B because he's a big, tall center in the East, who's the opposite of Mike Conley, who was an old guard in the West. Mm, okay, I'm getting more clues now. He's a ye- relatively young center forward who plays in the East, but not in the Atlantic. So what if I typed in BAM? Okay, he's in the Southeast. He's exactly 6'9". He's not super young. How about John Collins? Okay, he's still in the southeast, still a forward center. John Collins is also 6'9". I got that. Hmm. Oh, my God. Is this an Orlando Magic player? No, but uh, was it yesterday? Was a ma- All right, wait. I shouldn't have said that. Yesterday <laughs> was a Magic player, though. Okay, uh, it was so yesterday the day before with Terrence Ross. What are the other southeast teams? Not heat, not hogs, not magic. Oh, Hornets? It's not PJ Washington. What if I typed in Kyle Kuzma's name? Hey, it's Kyle Kuzma. There it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been pretty bad these last few days. Um, Either not getting it or getting it like the last one or two. Like like Luke, I got the last one. Um, There was one the other day. I don't remember. Maybe you can remember the player. I sent it to you, but I was like, how did I get this on my first try? Oh, yeah. You just typed in uh, JaVale McGee's name. <laughs> That's what it was. I was like, eh, JaVale McGee. And then it's like, you're correct. And I'm like, what? That's insane. Um, <laughs> my God. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jared Russo. Uh, you can find him at, at Jared Ross King and tweet him, congrats on winning the league. Don't tweet me congrats yet. 
you think Professor John's going to listen to this and, and, and tweet at you? He might. He would do that. Taunting you. He would totally do that. His little schedule of like his, his moves, like, here's my plan to beat you. He has an entire calendar set up. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> He's a jigsaw of our league. No, there's a jigsaw on our league, but we can't we can't say anything more. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we both know who we're talking about without yeah. saying it. Yep, and it's not yep. John. No, it's not John. John's a sweetheart. His name is VJ. No, don't no oh, no don't do that to VJ. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> By the way, he's going to end up getting the second overall pick, and I'm going to lose out on the third overall pick because my team's too good, and I can't like drop anyone or tank or make moves. So I'm going to end up with like the fourth overall pick, and that's just like a weird spot to be in because yeah, I don't even think there, there's a consensus one or two. And now I'm what? like gonna be like, where did I draft from this year? I forgot what my pick was. I want to say it was like five or six. Do you want me to pop open the? Uh... Yeah, because I gotta remember now. I have to know. Well, here's the problem: is that like we choose where we draft. So your yeah, position you're, you're, in the standings right. is just your order of selection. Oh, here we go. I was eight. Yeah, and I went nine. So like, but we chose those spots. Yeah. And I know Dylan and John were like the finalists. So like they didn't get to choose. So they ended up going six, seven, because those were the only spots left. Wow. God, I'm just looking at this. This We're going to have to dissect the draft because like some of these picks are nuts. Like most of them make sense. Fourth some of these pick. are nuts. Fourth overall pick, Zion Williamson. I, I defend that. That's still I would I would pick him in the first round again. Like I just think at some point he has to play. And when he plays, he's insanely good. Kevin Porter Jr., how are you feeling about that pick? Uh, That's a terrible, terrible, terrible first round pick. I mean, it's not the worst because mine was because my guy got hurt, Michael Porter Jr. But like I think Kevin Porter Jr. is like a good late second. That is not a a, a first round dude. He's just not. I'm looking, and all of my first five picks stayed on my roster for most of the And that's why you won. All of my first six picks stayed on my roster for most of the season. And that's why you won. Yeah. I mean, congrats to you. Thank you. Wait, no, no, no. Stop that. No, I haven't won yet. Stop. No, Mikhail Bridges got traded. You traded him to me. Yeah, I did, but it wasn't until, like, a month ago, like, and for, to be fair, he's still on my roster. Like, he's a guy you don't drop. No, I wasn't going to drop him, but you offered me Franz Wagner, and he was playing very well. And Wagner started getting hurt, so I had to cut Wagner, and uh, it was the right move. I'm, I'm but by proxy, Mikhail Bridges is still on a team. Correct. But the other five, four, uh, five guys are were my core five: Miles Bridges, yeah. John Morant, Lamelo Ball, DeAndre Ayton, Jason Tatum. Yeah. I mean, one of those, I mean, LaMelo, Ja, and Miles Bridges popping off in the way they did also helped tremendously, but like... Oh, yeah, for sure. You, Yeah, you nailed them. I mean, you nailed those picks. And... Uh, I was... I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, like, be like, I knew what I was doing. No, because no one but, saw but, Miles Bridges coming. But, no, the first two picks, LaMelo and Ja Morant, uh, I had a feeling they were both going to take leaps this year, and they did. 
Miles Bridges, I was just hoping to get above average play out of him. That's what I was hoping for, but he's been remarkable this year. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is going to make $21 million next year, which isn't the worst, but like he's not a, a fantasy go to option at that price. Do you think Miles Bridges is getting paid more than $21 million? I mean, so he's, his deal's expiring this year, right? He's made yeah. a free agent. Yeah, restricted free agent. <laughs> yeah, restricted free agent. Somebody's going to pay him, I think, 25 to 28. Somewhere in that range. He's not worth that money, is he? No, I don't think he is, but I, I still think somebody's going to pay him that. Oh, even for fantasy. Like, do you, like, would you pay fantasy numbers for that? No, I, based on this year's production, he'd be a decent uh, streamer. He would not be a guy I'd, pick, I'd keep in my roster at all times because 28 million, Jason Tatum was 28 million this year. Like, what did what is Tatum's Miles, one of the very best in the league? Uh, Miles Bridges is averaging twenty eight point five in our league. Wow, yeah, that's hard to to do like a million dollars per point, unless you're like getting like like if you're Carl Anthony Towns and you get paid thirty three million dollars and you average thirty three fantasy a night, like that's one to one, that's fine. But the further down you go, the worse being paid a dollar or $1 million per fantasy point. Like it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, like what is the threshold for like, like when does that stop being good? Like, is it like 29 million for a guy averaging 29 fantasy? I don't know. That's tough. Cause I mean, Giannis is averaging about a million per point, right? Because I think he's averaging, he's what, 38 million this year? I'm not looking it up. I'm going off the top of my head. I think it was 38 uh, million this year and averaging around 40, 40 points. So it's yeah, roughly. Yeah, 39 to, yeah, averaging like, yeah. But I mean, he's a guy you would keep on your roster all year. Yeah. It's I tough. Think, I, I think it depends mm-hmm. on the player too. Like, Giannis, you know, is going to do that. Well, I mean, we're, we, by the way, we wrapped this podcast up forever ago. We kept going. This is great. Uh, Giannis is the guy, I mean, you know, he's going to perform. I don't, I don't know if you can say that about everybody in that price range. Okay. So, so here's how I'll frame it. I think here's the cutoff. Brandon Ingram last year averaged 29 and he's getting paid 29. And he's like a fringe hold slash streamer. Anything less than that, I don't think. Like Donovan Mitchell makes 28, and if he averaged like 28, you wouldn't feel great about it, but you're like, eh. Anything less than that. I think like 27 million is like, if you're averaging 27 points, like that's, nah. So I think it's got to be 28 or 29 million for so like 1 million per fantasy point is at 28 or 29. Like that's my threshold. Right. I mean, you're not paying, if you're, you're not going to, you're not going to find any justification for paying a guy 10 million when he's averaging 10 points a game. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the higher it gets, it's, it's tough though. I mean, I guess 40 points, 40 million. Um, I don't think anyone, who makes that much averages that though. Like that's an impossibility. Giannis, Giannis is up. It was, what is Jokic? 
Jokic is making less than I think he in my brain. Hang on, Denver. Uh, Jokic is only making thirty-one, and he's average. He was averaging like forty million at, or forty million, averaging forty points at one point. Yeah, he he goes above. Joel Embiid goes above. Cat goes above. Giannis goes above. Like there are certain players who go above that like one to one ratio, which isn't a good ratio. But like if you're beating that average, then hell yeah, I'll pay you whatever. If you're averaging just about that, I think it's I think it's impossible to find someone making forty million who who averages forty. Mm-hmm. Kyrie yeah, Irving's right. at thirty five and thirty five basically, and he's I mean if he was healthy he'd be worth roster. Well, Kyrie also had the issue where he uh, wasn't playing for half the season at all, and then That's playing also half true. the games. But if he just played every game, then that'd be different. Oh yeah, for sure. Whereas there is a slew of people making high thirties, low forties, who don't come close to Jokic and Embiid, Giannis numbers, who are just like maybe a game or two. Otherwise, like nah, like sorry, Durant, like or Harden or whatever. Like, they're just like, no, not for a whole season. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's end the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Hopefully we're back next week with with an actual champion. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. We'll know who it is, either Professor John or you, even though it'll be you. Oh, God, I hope you're right. By the way, if you're wrong, I'm quitting the podcast deal.